last day, they shipped a co-pilot. Hmm. Asterix, asterix. I've installed this on three different computers. Mm -hmm. uh, two of them, granted, were VMs. Um, I don't see it. <laughs> and Raphael, as you know, can dig into this stuff. Came up with like 17 different codes to try and uh, Vive tool or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Nope, nothing works. So, uh, yeah, I guess they shipped it. <laughs> you know, do we know anyone on Earth who actually has it? Well, if you're in Canary, you definitely don't have it because that's the coal mine you're all forced to live in. I have a machine that's effectively stuck on it, so there's that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, Laurent was asking me yesterday. He's like, so they didn't ship this to Canary. Do you think that's weird? And I'm like, well, I'm operating under the theory that Canary is 12. Mm -hmm. It's 12, right? And I don't think it's a theory. It's got to be. I, well, it's a theory. I mean, it's a theory until they say it. You know, sure. It's, a, it's that, that founded true. in logical, you know, thinking. It's an educated guess. But um, my likewise, my theory is that the dev channel right now is what will become 22, 23 H2. Yeah. Which, you know whatever so yeah given that though um i still think it should be in canary <laughs> like mm. you know like it would i mean unless the plan for 12 is to have the co-pilot stuff or be more integrated or something i don't know i don't know dude i'm pretty sure the only reason they pushed that out yesterday is because i was heckling them incessantly on twitter about it i kept saying there's like you know three days left in june where's my co-pilot I don't know. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to change much of anything, in my opinion, personally. No, I agree. This is the, um, I don't know what you call this, the seven, seven stages of grief when it comes mm -hmm. to AI or whatever. Um, you know, the first stage is like it's going to destroy the world. Second stage is it's going to kill all these jobs. And then eventually you get to the seventh stage and you're like, you know, it's going to be a nice little boost to productivity uh, in certain scenarios. Um, I, I think that's it. That's Yeah, I, I think that's the end of the sentence. Yeah, I, I, you know, which is fine, by the way. I, yeah. I, I still... Uh, if you accept the fact that, like the personal computer was like this um, milestone in, in personal productivity or whatever, mm -hmm. I feel like AI absolutely is as well. It might even be the the biggest one since then. I, you know, I, I don't want to overstate it, but I, I I feel like it is. You know, but the hype cycle. I wrote about this in a newsletter. Actually, it was like the about hype. You know, like um, I re I I think it was Qualcomm, but I couldn't remember exactly. But I remember sitting in a demo when the guy on stage. If it was Qualcomm, you were there with me. I think it was in. Uh, that time in Hawaii, and uh, they were saying, you know, imagine you're standing in line at a uh, checking into a plane to fly, and you're like, oh, I didn't download any content, and then you go to Netflix or whatever, and you download, it comes down in one second, and then you give them your boarding pass, you get on the plane, you're all good to go. You know, mm -hmm. that sounded fantastic. Um, that doesn't happen for anybody, <laughs> and I think the experience for a lot of people is that 5G is actually as good as or maybe even worse than 4G LTE, depending on where you live, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, and so that's a great example of hype. And I think AI is another great example. Paperless office, uh, voice assistance, it was all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But... Yeah. It, it, I, I don't know. It, it's only going to enhance skills that you have. That is the only way to describe it. As yeah. an example, yeah. I am not a Python developer, but I know how to work enough with AI now that I've written several scripts that actually help me quite a bit. But again, yeah, if you I'm don't have a basic understanding of how to uh, create a script, then it's not going to be all that helpful. Sure, you could have AI walk through it, but let's be honest, you're probably not going to do it. I told a story on uh, Windows Weekly the other day, but um, I, I when we moved to Makunji, this little town we live in, 
excuse me, this little burrow we live in. I guess we have to call everything something different here. Uh, there's a little, you know, there's like a group on Facebook you can join. Mm. And it's exactly what you think it is. It's like these idiots complaining about people parking or the cops or whatever. It's just stupid. It's incredibly stupid. But this woman got on the other day and she said, I am looking for an English tutor for my son. To, you know, blah, 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 whatever the thing was. But she spelled tutor, T-U-D-O-R. <laughs> and I I didn't do this. I'm not a, this much of a dick. But I, I thought about writing back and saying, yeah, my favorite tutor is... Uh, you know, or uh, what is it, Louis the Fourteenth or whatever? I can't remember the joke anymore. But I, I, AI is going to help that, right? Yes. And actually, you you could have that help today if you just installed Grammarly, which I think is a proto AI type uh, thing um, mm-hmm. that could just you know, not everyone is an English major, not everyone got past high school when it comes to schooling, not everyone is just writes uh, a lot, you know. And that's the type of things I think this is going to help with the most. It's not your area of expertise, uh, but you need help there. Like we have a friend, a wife of a friend or whatever, who's, you know, she's, you know, she's nice and everything, but she's not like book smart or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, when she writes things, she'll post things on social media. She sends a text or an email. It's like, yikes, you know, like uh, there's no polite way to go to this person and say, hey, uh, you should try Grammarly, by the way. Uh, um, No, but she should. Right. And. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if this stuff is just kind of there, I think the point of AI is it's going to be pervasively available everywhere. So Google will add it to their keyboard and Apple will. And, you know, it will just be stuff that's out there. Like, um, you know, you're writing an email and Gmail will be like, oh, the tone's a little harsh or you hear some misspellings or whatever. I I thought it's hard to complain about that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just it will help everyone, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely uses for it, but it's you got to know what you're doing. Well, which, again, I, this is the thing I keep coming about. It, the, the danger of AI is that a smart person will use ChatGTP to formulate a letter or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, some some body of writing, and then they will edit it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I, and you, you know, we're writers, right? So we both use Grammarly. And one thing we talk about a lot, because we're fucking boring people, is how Grammarly will make recommendations that are wrong. Yes. And we have to fix, you know, we just, we have to be smart enough to know, no, that's not correct. And uh, some of the mistakes it makes are incredibly basic, you know. Um, I, uh, the the I don't I don't mean dumb people. That's not fair. Um, the problem is, the average people or people who are not writers in this case will just accept whatever AI mm-hmm. produces because it is seen as being authoritative. It's it was created by the computer, you know, and they'll just send that thing in and they'll look dumb, you know, um, because. Maybe it's a, an important letter. They're asking for a raise or they're quitting a job or it's a love letter to someone they care mm-hmm. about. And then they'll get it and be like, yikes, you know, and I, that's, I think those, I think we just, I think those are the pros and cons of AI, you know, not missiles raining down from the sky necessarily. Although, you know, we'll get there. I mean, we are, we're good Maybe. at that. Yeah. Maybe. Other fun things happening. The court case is now wrapped up. The judge Mm -hmm. asked Mm -hmm. the FTC a lot of very probing questions. At some points, it was a little awkward about how much she was drilling in, and the FTC was unable to really quantify Mm. or qualify Mm -hmm. some of their Mm -hmm. their points. So, This is what I was looking for. This is what you want to see. Mm -hmm. Um, This is all you get, you know, until the whatever the ruling is, where uh, you can kind of see where they're leaning. Yeah. And I feel like the FTC and its representatives uh, came up short a lot. And I think Microsoft was very consistent with their messaging all along, which is correct. 
and I think they did great overall. You know, I think they did. I think they did a good job of defending their position. Yeah. yeah. Actually, one of the things I think is worth pointing out: the judge actually complimented both counsels by saying, "Look, you guys did the best you could in the amount of time given. You were both professional. This wasn't a, a oh, screaming match." Yep. And um, well, you know, she'll make a decision here. We don't know when. That is the yep. the big yep. thing. We don't have. I a don't date. remember where I read this, but it could be as soon as next week. Yeah, which would be convenient because I will be off the grid. Yep. And, oh yeah. Uh, no, next week is not busy at all. I'm flying to Mexico. Hopefully, uh, you know, given yeah, the airlines. Fourth of July next week. Yep. We got yeah, it's gonna be a cluster. So we'll see what happens. Business but... closures and everything else. So we'll see. We yep. will see. And as a reminder, if the judge does issue an injunction, the deal's dead. Uh, Activision's already said that. So. Oh, have they? Yeah, I think Bobby Kotick, I believe, said that if they issue an oh, injunction, well. like it's they're done. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's interesting because Microsoft is pushing forward with their defense or their, I guess, uh, appeal of the UK CMA ruling or whatever that is. Um, oh, okay. I mean, like I, you know, I said the other day, I think. Um, they can renegotiate, right? Um, yeah, they could extend it. it that, I think yeah. that would happen if the judge is like, look, I can't get a ruling it on until July 23rd mm-hmm. or something like that or whatever. Like that, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, uh, these things have a way of surprising everyone. I I just don't see any reason to block this. It doesn't make sense. It's but it's going to come. I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to come down do, to how the judge looks at the market. And the way she was leaning, it, it looked like she was saying the switch should be included. And surprise, somewhat surprisingly, this wasn't brought up a lot. Actually, ga- PCs, gaming PCs should be included in that market as well. So, well, well that helps Microsoft's case. Oh, it way. helps Microsoft's case a lot. Yeah. If, that, if that, that happens. Um, a lot of stuff has come out of these hearings and the, the paperwork that was filed. Uh, one of them was we got an Azure uh, revenue figure. Yes, this is interesting because it's low. Like, yep. Now, I, I, I unfortunately, when I hear something like this, I forget where I where my brain was before. Mm-hmm. So, if you had said to me like two days ago, where, where do you think Azure is revenue wise compared to AWS? Right. I would say that one's tough because Microsoft cr- uh, creates this imaginary business where they pull in all of their best right. cloud performing things and they use it to say, look, we're as good as AWS. So obviously Azure is only part of that. Now, they're a big part of that, but apparently they're 50% of that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the number. So uh, Azure's revenues, I don't remember the exact figure. They are the billion. Xbox of the PlayStation market, right? Or the gaming market. It, well, if, yeah, if Xbox and PlayStation were the only two players, they are the Xbox of that equation for sure. They're 50%. Actually, yeah. I think Xbox might be less than 50%. Whatever. Um, they're 50% the size. But that, that's, you know... That may help Microsoft because they have other antitrust things looming mm-hmm. related to such things as Microsoft 365, but also to cloud uh, services in Europe. That's one of the ones. And so if they can show that it's like, hey, guys, you know, we're actually kind of the minority player here. And we've done a really good job of putting our data centers everywhere so you can have your mm-hmm. kind of data. What do they call that? Uh, data sovereignty. Sovereignty. I was like, stuck. Yes, thank you. That's exactly the word. I was yeah. stuck on another S word. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe that was purposeful? Maybe. Know. Maybe their their new motto is, we're number two, and that's just fine with us. Like, <laughs> Well, that, yeah, but which, by the way, is uh, to the Microsoft enthusiasts in the audience. I've made this argument in the past. You know, it's a little hard when you go back 20 years ago, and Microsoft was the dominant force in personal computing. And today, they're kind of like a distant something, you know, depending on how you want to define this market. 
um, you know, their their Windows is in third place behind Android and iOS, you know. And it sounds terrible. It sounds like they lost something. The important thing to remember is that, yeah, if you look at a pie chart, they're a smaller slice of it than they used to be. They used to be like most of it. Mm-hmm. But that pie is like way bigger. And that slice they have is way bigger than Microsoft was when they dominated the market. So, you know, there's all kinds of different ways to chop up data and make it look good for you. But the at the, at the end of the day, I think um, the dollar sign kind of wins there. Mm-hmm. They're a much bigger company than they were. They are, by the way, the second largest company in the world by market. I know. I mean... Uh, there's nothing to feel bad about here. The world has shifted. They have adapted, and they are a much bigger and diverse company than they used to be, and they can withstand challenges to individual businesses and be fine. Yep. Yeah. So yep. I think that's what we're seeing here. You know, They're number two, but like you said, we're no- would you say we're number two, but we're fine, or we feel fine? Like, yeah, exactly. It's, we're number two, and it's great. Yeah. I, well, with those margins, I would be pretty happy, too. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all good. Pretty happy, too. So, so we got to talk about next week. Um, you are going away. Yes, gone. So we're out all next week. Yeah, I mean, you could do the podcast by yourself. <laughs> I'm not, I, no, I'm not doing. I will be standing I'm next hopefully to large. Flying to, like I said, in Mexico, uh, I'm going to be there hopefully Thursday. Uh, you know, this. I don't know if you've been following the news with travel lately, but it's been kind of a shit show. Thanks. Oh to the yeah, and, like this is you know. like the big my biggest. Well, I hate flying. That's my biggest concern. But it's really yeah. we don't have directs, so yeah. this is going to be could go wrong. Yeah. The, the benefit the, is we have first flights, so like tomorrow we You want to leave as early as you can. 6 a.m. and our flight yep. out of – we're going from Cincinnati to Chicago and then Chicago to San we're Francisco. We're leaving dinner time because <laughs> the flight was so much less expensive. Yeah. So well, yeah, I mean that's, that is true though. Like it's uh, – yep. Oh, it's absolutely true. This and, is especially in a busy uh, travel summer like this year. Um, if you're going to fly, you, you want the first flight. You yep. just want the, the fewest number of things that can go wrong to go Dude, wrong. Our flight leaving San Francisco leaves at 5.20 a.m. Yeah, and that's going to suck when you do it, except for one thing. You're going to leave behind a bunch of people who are never leaving that day. Yeah, assuming you know? we, our flight is there. Uh, right. But that's the only way to get <laughs> well, home. Well, yeah, 5 a.m. flight, though, it is going to be there, right? That's the thing. You're not waiting for a flight coming in from somewhere at 5 a.m. That thing's there. Hopefully. Pretty much. Unless it's like a red eye or something, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened when we left. We got screwed last time, our yeah. spring break. We were in Salt Lake City. Same type of flight. But the flight was stuck on the West Coast because of storms. Okay. And whatever. Well, okay, but the point remains, it, it, you know, individual flights, whatever. But the, your best chances of success yep. are to leave as early as possible. There's yep. no doubt about it. There's no exception to that. And if you're on the West Coast trying to come back, if you want to get back before midnight, you have to leave at that time. <laughs> yep, that's for sure. It's the earliest. We'll actually land, assuming again we get on all our flights. Yeah. Um, 2.30, which is fantastic. So oh, It's the best. You it'll have, be, you still it'll have, be a rough you still day, have a, but... kind of a day, <laughs> you know, Yeah, um, if that makes sense. Uh, so how far are you from the airport? An hour or something? 45 minutes or something like yeah. that. With... That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Not... So you'll be home before dinner. Everything's good. You know? Yeah, that would be, you know, again, assuming it all goes well, because <laughs> that's the biggest stressor. No, right I know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm... But if we can get out there gonna see some national parks travel days are terrible for me not for the same reason they're terrible for you but i guess for some of the same reasons <laughs> but um but yeah they're they're tough anyway we're, i'm sorry where are you going yeah what are you doing so we are gonna fly to san francisco we're gonna spend yeah. a few hours in san francisco and then we are leaving town we're not staying in san francisco yeah. uh and we're gonna go to sequoia national park king's canyon mm-hmm. national park and then yosemite national park okay yeah so i've been to yosemite and to the um What's it called? Sequoia National mm-hmm. Park or whatever. Yeah, I've been to those two places. Those are cool. I've never even heard of the other one. Kings <laughs> but, Canyon is, yeah. is right next to Sequoia. 
So okay. it's like we're not even changing hotels. Like it's that. Yeah, yeah, nice. Cool. Yeah. You're going to visit the homeless camp when you go to us, yeah, or to San Francisco? Or... Like I said, we're not staying in San Francisco. We're going to go see the Bay Bridge. We're going to go see, not the Just Bay set Bridge. set up a tent. You'll be fine. Golden Gate Bridge. It's uh, <laughs> It'll be busy out there, but our plan, I think, is to get to every park before 7 a.m. And so. Yeah. No, that should be good. Hopefully. That's the plan. That's the hope. That's the dream. What day do you leave? Saturday. Nice. Have fun.